So Bob is celibate, okay? Mm. And so in order to be with him, I told him I was celibate too. <coughs> and just to seal the deal, I told him I was a virgin. Oh! <laughs> and he believed you? I don't know. I was too busy trying to picture him naked. <laughs> We've been going out for two days and now I'm horny as hell. Lynn, Lynn, honey, he's a poet. And the last time I checked, there were no poets in Black Enterprise. Hell, I don't even think there are any poets who could afford to buy a copy of Black Enterprise. <laughs> Welcome to Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast, and we are the official podcast of Girlfriends, your favorite TV show. And if you don't know already, this is Nettie. And I'm Etsy. And today's episode is called Take This Poem and Call Me in the Morning. I don't know if that's a reference to something. I'm not cultured enough, but... um. Do you know that? Do you know what, what it could no. be? No. You better call Tyrone? I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't use my phone. Huh. Can't use my phone. Considering comments in this episode, it very well could yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. Maybe because, maybe like, there, it sounds like a prescription. Like, this poem is a prescription. Like, take this poem and call me in the morning. Like, how your doctor says, take this medicine, call me in the morning. Mm. My doctor don't say that, but yeah, I'm sure somebody's doctor does. (laughs) I feel like I heard that before. But anyway, this episode originally aired 1-6-2003. Damn. We're in a new year, y'all. Oh, three, though? Yeah, so the writers are Lamont Farrell and Norman B. Vance. Did you notice that? There was no transition music in this episode. I know you watch it differently than I watch it. Did you I, I notice get, that? I get the same experience. Okay? <laughs> My shit is A1. Don't play with them. <laughs> so did you did you hear any transition music? No. 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 I wonder why that is. It was completely silent. I thought my sound went out on the episode. No, I didn't. I was like, oh, okay, they trying something new. Maybe they're trying to make it ambient, you know, to kind of fit the the theme of the poems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. My brothers and sisters. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's get into this episode about poems. <laughs> I forgot the title. But give me that cold open, Etsy. So the girls are sitting down at their lunch spot, the huge, and then William comes in. And then he's trying to make conversation with them, but they're here. They're ignoring him because remember prior William canceled on Maya to play and Jabari. and Jabari because he didn't want to play Santa anymore. Cause that bitch told well, him not did. to. And about a bitch, you, you know, um, what's her name? You know, the bitch. Yeah, y- y'all, y'all know, know the bitch. Who <laughs> um, don't gotta say her name. Told him not to. And he's like, come on guys. You guys still mad? I miss you guys. And then they're like, nigga, you tried it. Still giving him the cold shoulder. And then William goes, oh, well, you know, um, does he say Harry Winston or something is having a sale? He does. Yeah, he says He tells that Tony that. To Tony. And Tony gets <laughs> up and then <laughs> Joan pushes her back down like, girl, don't fall for that. He lying. <laughs> the fact that she even fell for it a little bit is just like her will was so fragile. She was like, wait, a sale? 
And those places, everything must go. Good old places even have sales. They don't even have sales. Places like that, right? Also, on the sidewalk, he said it was happening on the sidewalk. Sure. <laughs> like, why would they be doing it on the sidewalk? So gullible, I can't. That sound. That sound. Uh, kind of. Um, what do the girls say now? Ghetto. Is there a new word for it? Um, no. I think I think ghetto is ratchet. Okay, I thought we might have. Uh, grew out of ratchet and went back to ghetto but okay you know everybody knows those synonyms mm-hmm. same thing but yeah so after the credits we open up at a poetry reading and it's like one of those little dive clubs with like brick walls and stuff and up there reading a poem is saul williams all you uh poetry fans you guys know saul williams anybody anybody i've seen his face before he's a poetry nigga right <laughs> what the fuck you know when they have like no people be like oh he a rap nigga right um yeah he a rap he a, he yeah he a poetry nigga um yeah so Saul Williams is a poetry nigga he he has books on poetry he's done um I think he did a movie a movie a long time ago with poetry in it and um he also ends up marrying Persia White in a few years after this um and they started dating after this. Oh, shit. Interesting. I wonder how similar personality-wise they are to their characters. Because they seem really, like... Persia seems to have that aura of, like, carefreeness. Free spirit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I thought about that, too. Because, you know, art imitated life, I guess they would say. But I'm like, how did they know to put them together and then they would later get married? I mean, they got divorced, too, but... I don't, they were together for a few years. I, I think that was the opportunity when they were casted next to each other. I think that that was the opportunity. I don't think that they just knew. random. Yeah, that be happening sometimes. Like you be like, "Oh, you cute or whatever." You know. Yeah. Eventually, maybe they be huh. right on the money with the chemistry readings, child. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's very important. Um, so while he's doing this poem, the camera's over his shoulder, zooming slowly into the audience. My perfect one. My single most wanted hips, ass and toes, lips, ears and nose to be exposed on top of this face of smiling beard that dislikes the taste of tins and only has appetite for the likes of my one. And we also see Common. You guys know Common? Mm -hmm. They're really hitting us early with the cameos. Mm -hmm. They're really hitting it. They're coming in strong. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. So they zoom in on Lynn, who's watching very intently. She's very interested and Common's sitting next to her, and he kind of looks at at Lynn like, "Is this dude talking to you? Is this is this poem about you?" And then Common tries to put his arm around her, and she moves away while she's still looking at at Saul Williams, who will later find out his name on the show is Savad Malik. And then he gets done with his poem. They say his name, and Lynn gets up and like claps very excitedly, and he just walks past her. He doesn't even care. <laughs> he doesn't stop her or anything. So that's when she goes over to the girl's house and explains to them that she is in love with Savad. I mean, it's like he looked inside my head and understood thoughts I didn't even know I had. I feel you, I feel you, girl. So he was, um, he was killing you softly with his words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, he's so hot. I gotta have him. What do you think of this guy? Um... You know, I, I'm not a artsy fartsy type of bitch, so maybe that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my cup of tea. Any artsy fartsy bitches we got listening, I know y'all out there. Let me know, cause it's it's, it's, a, it's a no for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
poetry's hard for me to get into. Um, you know, I listen to lyrics to a beat. You know, I love that. Yeah. But with no music behind it, it's real tough for me to... It's tough. It's tough for me. I, I I can admire that people admire it, but I just can't. I can't rock with it. If I can't Dougie to it or two step, <laughs> it's real tough. Um, and I feel like it has like the concentrated population of like hoteps in that. Yeah, in that audience, and it's, that's just not for me. I can't like all the niggas who want to take down the white man. You'll find a lot of them in that in that crowd. And uh-huh. yeah. I mean, taking down a white man's one thing, but like they get real. Um, Y'all know what I mean, chill. They get real. Like if you're not fighting for the cause, you're nothing to them. Like if you're not doing enough, <laughs> they'll call you out about it. Yes. They will. Like I get it. Take down the white man, but like if I'm not doing enough for the cause, please don't call me out in a poem or like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. We can't all like. <laughs> carve time out of our day like damn to go and fight the power and do shit and 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 try to be successful and be malcolm x at the same motherfucking time (laughs) the fuck can a bitch breathe but but lynn really likes this guy she was captivated by his poetry and she wants him to be a part of her documentary Mm -hmm. which we don't even know the topic yet i don't think we know the topic i don't think she talked about it oh no, no 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 if you notice um in this scene golden brooks has braids what do you think of the braids i like it it looks really good on her face it's cool she got braided up for the mid-season break that's cool yeah yeah so the next scene is a weird cut we're still at jones but it's just later on the day and she's walking in her house saying hi to ellis and ellis is laying in bed with some cereal he looked lazy um there's shit all over the the uh the bedroom there's like clothes everywhere the cereal box the cereal box is on like the um nightstand Mm -hmm. and i guess so he can have quick access to refills but joan walks in and by the way i I, see i'm looking at the style on the show i love joan's dress here yeah it's hitting it's definitely hitting it's giving body yachty before body (laughs) yachty It's giving something. It's giving Met Gala. Met Gala. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? She could definitely wear that there, but it looks really nice. But she she tells Ellis that she wants to go to dinner, and he's like, "Ah, let's just order in," because he's been stuck in the house all day. And she's like, "Well, we sh- we need to be going out. We're dating. We should be going out to dinner, dancing, maybe poetry at the Word Shack. I guess the Word Shack is where we were. Yeah, where Lynn was at." And that's when Maya walks in and she goes, ooh, the word check. I want to go. <laughs> and I guess it's $5 to get in. So she's down. And Ellis is like, yeah, yeah, go with Maya instead. Y'all should go together because he doesn't want to go. He's hiding from the world or Jones hiding him from the world, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. <laughs> I was like, I wrote it in here and I'm like, oh, shit, I must have deleted it on accident, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Um, so before we get to, um, Maya, Ellis is going through it. Well, the girls and the boys are saying that he's a sellout, that all he do is kiss white bitches on, on, in his movies. (laughs) And he always the only black person in the movie. And it was something in particular that he did while being the only the black person in the movie. Oh, and he told, was it Entertainment Weekly, people? One of those publications. 
Yeah. Entertainment Weekly. He said, I don't want to be a black actor. I just want to be an actor. Yeah. I like the way Maya says it. <laughs> Maybe because all the characters you play wear nothing but sweaters tied around their necks and you kiss nothing but white women. And, you know, I'm sure it didn't help when you told Entertainment Weekly that you wanted to be known as an actor instead of a black actor like there's something so wrong <laughs> with being a black actor. Like something so wrong about being a black actor. <laughs> being a black actor. Um, yeah, so in this movie, he was the only black guy in a, in a fraternity and he wears sweaters around his neck. It's giving that very, preppy look. Very Carlton. Very Carlton. Y'all know what happened when uh, they called Carlton a sellout? Mm-hmm. He went the fuck off. You see that episode? <laughs> he turned to a hotep for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what's going on. Like, you know, the black community has turned their backs on Ellis Carter. And so has Maya. Maya's not with this dude. Maya's like, F you. I don't care if you're dating my best friend. You're trash because you do all this shit. You do all this white shit. So we can't we can't really, really fuck with you. But it's really funny how they can't separate the actor from the because it's not really his fault that he plays his characters, right? No, it's not. But I think the quote is what um, is what made a cherry on top. Mm, okay. That was him. That wasn't the, the character. Right. If his true life was more opposite of his actor, his character life, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have said much. But it's falling in line with his um, anti-black character. Yeah. It's given the impression that he's picking these roles on purpose like mm. were you was you in the forum writing shit about him on the message boards you sound like one of them people um no but you know <laughs> you know we have these 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 people here and there that come out every season and their question their their blackness gets gets questioned every few years these celebrities we have them. name two who am i thinking everybody has been on this fake woke black lives matter shit so it's it's hard um these last few what's years. his name Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Yeah, the, 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 the guals and the boys were saying that um, he out here cooning. But then he showed up with Lori. Now it's turned around again. Now it's kind of now turned good. Around, around again. But I don't know. But for a minute. I mean, I'm still not convinced, but go off. That's my unpopular Wait, you're not convinced about, about him and Lori? No, I'm not convinced that just because he's with one, we don't even know who her daddy is. Steve ain't her daddy, y'all. Does her daddy look white? She don't look white. What do you mean? What Lori does that matter? Lori don't look mixed to you? Well, my, my point was... She don't look was, mixed to me, no. My point was, just because you with one person who happens to be of another race, that don't mean that you don't still have a pattern. You see what I'm saying? Well, it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> you know, I see your growth. I see I see you're trying to move toward the light, Michael. And I, <laughs> And I appreciate it. <laughs> Good luck to you both. Love is love. Yes, we stand Lori over here. Yeah. So, but these message boards are really talking about uh, it's it's the Black Voices message boards. Now, this was before social media, where they just had message boards for different shows and actors and such. And then you just go on there and just type stuff, type out your thoughts. Yes. And everyone oh can gosh. see it. Those were the I used days. to do that for, um, I used to be on the So You Think You Can Dance message boards back in the day. So You Think You Can Dance Ooh. had a message board? Is it that old? Yeah, Fox.com. Is it that old? 
Wow. Yeah. Message boards that update, as you refresh the screen, there's a new, kind of like Twitter, mm. up to the minute. Mm. But then we're back at the Word Shack. Uh, Lynn's setting up the camera for her documentary, and William is her sound guy. But William's like, <laughs> William's not there because Lynn still wants to be friends with him. She just couldn't hire nobody to be her sound guy because she poor. But that's when Common comes over. Uh, we find out his character's name is Omar. So I'll refer to him as Omar from now on. And um, she briefly mentioned earlier that to the girls that she met him at Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. But now the magic's worn off and everything like that. She's kind of cold on him, but he, he still wants it. Hey, what's happening, Lynn? I called you the other night. Yeah, at 1.30 in the morning, Omar. It's never been a problem before. Well, it is now. Look, I'm really busy. I'm about to shoot Savad for my documentary. Savad? With his weak-ass rhymes? Please. And he walks off, but to be honest, maybe Omar's a little annoying, but when it comes down to Savad and Common... Yeah, Common is definitely better looking. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm not trying to hate on Savad, but come on. Come on, Lynn. <laughs> come on now. So, um... That's when Savad comes up and he, Lynn lights up like a Christmas tree. Um, but funny thing is, we have yet to see him look at her that way. Hmm. So they show him on stage from our from our perspective. And then it goes into Lynn's camera. Get it? Lynn's camera. Mm-hmm. Camera. Lynn's. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, I get it. It's cheesy. Lens. It's cheesy. <laughs> 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 I'm done. And um Lynn has him framed way too close. She is all up in his nose and mouth. I'm not feeling the angle. Mm. Maybe she's trying to be artsy for the documentary. Mm. But it looks almost nauseating. But I guess when you love somebody, you want to see what that mouth do. Oh. <laughs> well, he also talks about uh this is when he gets to the part of his uh poem where he talks about free to nibble on your nigerian Uh-oh. blow on your botswana Come on. eat your opia till there's no opia left won't be any leftovers when i'm done won't be anything when i'm done just remembrances of that night when i laid within your continent seeking salvation from frustration within your loving nation and that's all we'll have that and a few thousand orphans to read this poem. I'm sorry, this shit was corny. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to pretend like it's not because I know there's a listener out there who thinks these are bars. So I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> these bars remind me of something else, and I can't. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's giving me the same vibe. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> so corny. <laughs> and let me tell you, the audience nearly creams their pants when he says that part of the poem with the Nigerian. Eat on your opia till there's no opia left. Whew. Mm. Get out the raincoats. So he gets done. Everyone's clapping. Lynn walks over to him to talk to him. And she's like, oh, my God, I loved your poem. And he's like, oh, that's so great. What's your documentary about? And she's like, oh, it's about sexuality, like your poem. He's like, my poem wasn't about sexuality. Did you think it was? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> else is it about, nigga? <laughs> You know, people like write poems and they make it 
seem obvious that it's something else so they can tell you that it's not that that you're not deep enough to understand what i was talking about yeah some of y'all faves do that shit like (laughs) rappers rappers singers like they'll be like yeah um it's about this right and interviews and they'll be like well no it's about the complexities of (laughs) some other subject that ain't got nothing to do with like if y'all don't sit down Uh, he's like no my poem was about the hiv aids epidemic in africa i'm like damn why you had to go dark like that shit yeah why everything gotta be about the africans and and, and aids (laughs) y'all ain't got nothing else to to (laughs) it's a problem you know there's a lot of people dying jesus people dying out there etsy damn i feel like that that was people go go to like 20 years ago 15 20 years ago I mean, it was a big deal at, at the time. Um, what's another thing people go to when they poems, when they do poems? Being black is one. Mm-hmm. The black man and like being black and living black and... <laughs> Say black one more time. <laughs> uh, marching, doing marches. I don't know. So, but you know y'all know the Lynn's like yo Lynn's like yo real talk I knew that's what your poem's about I knew that he's like no you didn't mm. but why he had to say nibble on your Nigerian and shit that, how that don't sound like how, how does that relate back to the kids in Africa <laughs> apart from, Nigerian apart from the fact that you put Nigerian what you nibbling on He's going to eat that opia, so there's no opia left. Nah, I'm saying. What the hell is an opia? Is it a country? Is opia a country? You just made that shit up. Yes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I guess we're never getting him on the show. <laughs> I mean, he ain't the one that, that, that wrote it. Wait, did he? I'm pretty sure he is. Oh, he has shit. a whole book. I actually, um, I think I either bought his book or got his book from the college library when I was I was in a poetry class in college. So he has a few books of poetry. I'm sure he wrote that. Oh, shit. My bad. That's how they give you um your shine. To like, be like, hey, let's put your po- poems on a TV show. I'm sure the producers told him to make it like that. Make it cheesy on purpose. <laughs> or maybe they said, do your best. And it came out like that. Oh, my bad. Damn. Damn, Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> but because Lynn didn't know what the shit was about, he's like, you got to dig deeper. You can't just look at the surface. Well, damn, we ain't all smart. <laughs> Don't be condescending. Or pretentious. We ain't all pretentious. Nigga. Damn. You talking about nibbling and slurping and leave nothing else left. Like, boy. <laughs> and she, he's like, like your documentary. It's based here in LA, right? How's it going to help us? What's your angle? She's like, oh, it's about sex in, uh, in LA County. He's like, oh, so like, what's the purpose? Because without a purpose, your documentary is just porn. And Lynn's like, well, porn has a purpose. <laughs> and he's like, how about this? You're dying. Black women like you are dying. HIV is your killer. Document that. Well, she's biracial, but I see what, the, what, what he's saying. <laughs> what? Wait, what? She's still a black woman. She still can be identified that way, right? I'm not even going to get into the whole... <laughs> HIV don't discriminate how black you are. I'm not even going to get into the whole who's black <laughs> identifying or whatever, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's biracial. I get what he's saying. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
So he's like, since since black women are dying, document that. And then he walks away. Okay. She goes after him and she's like, hey, actually, I would like you for my for my documentary. Maybe we can talk over coffee. He smiles, looks at her tattoo, rubs his finger across her tattoo on her hips and goes, that's interesting. She's like, uh, you could write a, write a poem about it. Mm. That's a weird, weird relationship mm-hmm. that's brewing. So the rest of the girls come to the word shack. It's uh, Maya, Joan and Ellis. And the girls won't talk to William still. But Ellis is just, he needs someone to talk to him because he's in a black space. I don't even know why he would show up here knowing the black community doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the worst place to be right now. Mm-hmm. Them whole taps and um, shit about the bitches. <laughs> shit about the bitches? Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's feeling nervous because of this. And he looks at William and he asks William. William, you like me, don't you? Yes. You like me too, don't you? Yeah, of course. Oh man, hey, thank oh, you. Man. That was... You have no idea. Man. All right, All right. Feel that's good. And they hug it out because at this point, they're all each other has in the world. So Ellis realizes that it might have been a good idea to come out tonight. He said he tells uh, Joan that people are smiling at him and everything like that, so he feels pretty good. So the next duo to come up, their name is Red Beans and Rice. They're giving flowetry. They are giving flow a tree. I did not think of that. Uh, fake flow a tree. They do a whole poem about being a sellout. Grew up in the hood when your career got good. Left us behind for Hollywood. Tinseltown, sunset, prices right. But what's your price, sellout? I see you in the magazines and on TV, hanging in Malibu trying to jet ski. Swish, swish, why don't you fade? Surrounding yourself with folk that don't look like me, and that's a crime. We'll be fine. At least we can look into the mirror in the morning time. Sell out. Sell out for sale. Sell out for sale. But we ain't buying. Now, they don't say Ellis's name. They don't say it. Do you think it was about Ellis? Yeah, but then I'm like, how, how would they know that he was going to be there? Well, I thought that too. But then at the end, we find out that uh, Red Beans is uh, Maya's cousin. So Maya probably was like, yo, yo, Ellis about to come through to the word shack. Mm, mm. She by Joan by the brainest nigga to the damn word shack. You know what the setting reminds me of? Of that same place that um, Moesha used to go to. Is that the same set? Oh, the den? It don't look like it to me. It look a little smaller. Mm, interesting. It is from a similar angle, but it's definitely a lot smaller, so I couldn't say. But Red Beans and Rice, they had uh, they had this poem ready for him. And when they get done, Maya is the loudest person cheering. She's like, Red Beans! Red Beans! Why they call themselves Red Beans? Red Beans and Rice? Maybe they, um, where does that food originate? Does it originate in New Orleans? I'm not sure. Mm, maybe they're from New Orleans. Mm, okay. Or maybe because they just taste good together. Oh. <laughs> Come on with the punchline. You know, I be trying to like, you know, I, I write lyrics myself. So I don't do poems, but, you know, oh, I, I, I could put a word or two together. You know, I'm a wordsmith. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yes, we, are, we wordy bitches. But Ellis, Ellis is like, yo, that's about me. And he, he dips the fuck out. He runs. 
And Joan tries to calm him down before that, saying, it's not, it's just a poem. It wasn't a, about you. And Maya's like, yeah, it was. Red Bean's my cousin. <laughs> so that's who tipped, uh, tipped the duo off that Ellis was coming through. So Savad and Lynn are at the, the lunch spot. Yeah, so they talking or whatever. And then Savad tells her that he's celibate and he's been celibate for five years. And then Lynn goes. Bless his heart. Yeah, amen. Assalamu alaikum, all that stuff. And then Lynn goes. <laughs> and then Lynn goes. We're going to work out great because, uh, you know, I'm celibate. <laughs> How long have you been celibate? Actually, uh, <clears throat> like forever because uh, I'm a virgin. How did he not know? Like the way the way she said it, like it's obvious that she lying. <laughs> she said like forever. You're always done. It's like um, Slavad, Slavad. Look at the way she said that shit. Yeah, she's just saying it because you're saying it. <laughs> How long have you been celibate? Like forever, because I'm a virgin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Then it's not called being celibate. Then <laughs> like right? Forever. He believes her, but it's like. I don't know. I couldn't do that. Bless your heart. Amen. God bless it. Because after a couple weeks. <laughs> of dating of what, dating him? Yeah. Of yeah. dating, like, it's just two friends hanging out. That's mm-hmm. all it is at that point. Well, remember, he, does, he doesn't mention it here, but he mentions it later in the episode. He's like, well, you know, you can kiss me. Like, I'm celibate. Not okay. Whatever. whatever. Not your brother. Some shit like Here's that. Here's the thing, though. After kissing, after a while... <laughs> That's going to get boring. <laughs> I can't imagine that sustaining a relationship for, for a year or two years or I don't know. I'm not judging nobody. What do they say? The girls, y'all like to tussle? Um, I got a question <laughs> and <laughs> don't try to fight me because I know how you girls like to tussle, but <laughs> you wouldn't buy a car before test driving it first, would you? No. Okay. That's not the same thing. What? Having to marry somebody without fucking? Well, that's that's one thing, but even just being in a relationship. But I guess it would be the equation you would equate it to you you'll say you're not even old enough to drive a car yet or you refuse to drive, but you have the car sitting in your driveway and it's just sitting there. You're not going to drive it. All you can do is sit in it. Mm, if even that much. I think that would be more fun because you could at least watch movies in the car. You can eat under the stars. Dick. You just can't turn it on and go nowhere. Mm. But eventually that's going to get boring. Mm. So I don't know, man. So um, the girls are at Jones. They're eating dinner. And Jones says Ellis isn't coming out of her bedroom until the black community embraces him. I don't know. You're here playing a, a dangerous game ellis because we don't know when that'll be yeah the blacks know how to hold a grudge so oh the blacks the blacks will never forget <laughs> but she's finding it hard to deal with him you know being an actor because you know as an actor's girlfriend you kind of inherit their issues and deal with their setbacks their social setbacks and all that jazz yeah it's like their beef is your beef it's super annoying even when you're vegan <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's just like damn i ain't gotta know i don't got the same views as this person or i ain't say that shit that y'all saw in a magazine so why y'all looking at me Mm -hmm. so maya's like you need you need to be supportive 
I mean, if the black community don't got his back and his girlfriend don't got his back, who got his back? And Joan's like, No, I have Joan. I did Joan. I Joan. Joan. Yeah. I guess I'll have to support him. Ugh. I guess I'll have to. But after that, he has to take me out. Mm-hmm. And then it gets. We get to the next scene. This episode is actually. It's weird. There's no transition music, but this is very. It's very fast paced. I feel like some of the scenes. They're like a sentence shorter than I feel they should be. Mm. Do you think that? No, but I did feel like um, I felt like I watched a lot more content than I usually did. It's the same amount of time. Oh, that it was longer? Yeah, but it wasn't. Technically, it wasn't, but I just felt like it was. Probably because of the poem. Sitting through the poems, was felt, it felt long. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, we got to stick together because the white man trying to tear us apart. Like, I just, I can't. Oh. <sighs> So Lynn, Lynn's on the corner of the couch. She's chewing ice because she has pent up sexual frustration. And she tells the girls about Savad and how she told them that she's celibate and that she was a virgin, that she is a virgin. And Maya almost chokes on her food because this is wild. And Lynn says it's, it's only been two days and she's already horny as hell. Now nah, that's a little two days. You couldn't. Couldn't hold yeah, out for two days. That's a bit much. They over exaggerating. Like it ain't even that serious. Like yeah. it's only been two days. You can't. You can't chill. Mm-hmm. And Tony said, "Listen, the dude is broke, and she shouldn't even be with him. Is he broke? Do we know that he's broke? Tony just be saying. I think shit. we just assume that he's broke because he's um doing because he writes poems. Poem shit. It could be a hobby. Anyway, <laughs> and Lynn explains that." He's celebrating because he wants to save that special part of himself for someone special. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just want to give it away to anybody. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> so next scene, uh, Ellis and Joan are in the bedroom and Joan's on her laptop. and She's checking the black voices for him to see if anybody said anything good about him. And she reads off a few people that are saying some pretty good stuff. Look at this. Look at this. Why? Are y'all hating on Ellis Carter? He's a fine actor who ain't done nothing to y'all. <laughs> That's from Nene 99. Okay, wait, wait, wait. And Pollyanna 69 said, ditto what Nene said. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's really getting Ellis out of his funk. Like, he, he gets up. At first he's like, now nah, I want to hear what they have to say about me. Like, they ain't fucking with me. I want to fuck with them. But then... That's when uh, she starts reading all the wonderful posts. He gets out of bed and starts reading some himself. That's when he's like, great, I'm back. I'm black. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he gets up to read more comments. And that's when Joan leaves the room. And who's writing these comments? My girl, Maya. Why in the... I mean, I get it. You want to get him out of this funk, but that's really you know maya wasn't initially even supportive of ellis at the beginning of this episode so i don't even know why she's trying to do this to bring her spirits up or tell joan that she needs to step up for her man when he, uh, she don't even think that he's worth anything mm-hmm. it's it a weird turnaround i think she just did it just because joan asked her to i guess <laughs> So Omar is back at the word shack bothering Lynn and Lynn's still not having it. And he's like, man, 
Omar. But where's your boy? Somewhere trying to be deep? He doesn't have to try. He is. So, see you later. Oh, it's like that? You acting all hell and wholesome now because you hanging with Mr. Drydraw? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a fucked up diss. Yeah. And I just love how they used to over over exaggerate like how they talk back in the day whenever they would have guest stars. Like they'll have them like moving from side to side with the neck moving. Like, damn, what's your problem? It's like I don't even think it's <laughs> them having to write it that way. I think that when you have a guest star sometimes, especially a musician or an athlete, they just don't know how to present the scene <laughs> so they overdo it with the neck and the arms and the hands when because they don't know acting like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. it ain't written like that they just do it like that yeah <laughs> but it is funny so lens like listen me and savad we're a couple now so you're just gonna have to deal with that and what we had was just sex but right now i need more than that and omar is like oh it was just sex does Savad know that you and I was just sex? <laughs> Whew, playing a dangerous game, Omar. Man, that's how niggas get cut. Whew. Lynn's like, nah, and I don't think he needs to know that. And that's when... I would have uh, told him, yeah. Why you want oh, to Oh, shit. Yeah. I even think of that. Like, girl. I even think of that. Like, yeah, of course he knows, duh. Like, what you think this is? I'm a grown-ass woman. Shit. Man, come on now. Cash at me. <laughs> but that's when Savard comes up. He's like, yo, what up, Mar? Omar's like, you, man. Definitely you. What's that supposed to mean? I don't even. <laughs> I was trying to decipher with him. I was like, oh, I replayed it like, uh, maybe it's something deep in the poetry. You know, we be looking at the surface. We don't know what these poet dudes be. Was this poet niggas? What do you call them? Poetry niggas. Poetry niggas. We don't know what they be talking about sometimes. They be on like, they be having little <laughs> word fights and stuff. <laughs> so, Omar, it's time. It's, it's his time to go up on stage and do his poem. And Savad sits down next to Lynn. He's like, that guy's a trip. He thinks poetry is some kind of competition or something. Ain't no trophies here. And then he turns to Lynn and goes, you and him used to date or something? And she's like, nah. Me, me and him, nah. We ain't date. Fuck you mean. Mm. so uh then omar goes up there do you remember the first line of omar's poem no it just felt like a whole lot of misogynist so we fucked so (laughs) some shit it was very misogynistic but i know a lot of girlfriends uh fans love this uh that we would call this the title of the poem because usually the first line of the poem is the title of the poem Mm mm-hmm Got me some land last week, y'all. <laughs> Got me some land last week. And Savad looks over at Lynn, and Lynn just kind of kind of sinks into her chair. And I'm like, I'd be like, bro, that ain't me. He ain't talking about me. <laughs> I there's a lot of Lynn's. See, if she would have yeah, said what, what I told her to do, it wouldn't have even been a thing thing. It wouldn't even got that far. Right, yeah. right, right. But still, like, how we know Omar ain't lying? That's what I'm saying. Because he a hater. Like, the thing is, when a lot of these niggas, a lot of these niggas be lying on their dick like crazy. Oh, yeah, I fucked this bitch. Oh, yeah, she, you a liar. Prove yeah. it, motherfucker. And she should have been, like, real defiant about it. 
Yeah. I'm like, nah, we ain't do nothing. But she just kind of like was the like, whole, like, oh my God. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm a defiant ass bitch. The fuck you said, nigga? Say that shit out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I don't like to say I'm a liar, but I've learned, you know, I watch a lot of crime shows. You know what I mean? Nettie, I know how to. <laughs> Nettie don't don't watch every episode of SVU. SVU, Criminal Minds, In the Heat of the Night, Original Law and Order. Give us give us your list of what someone should do in this situation. I mean, the only thing I would have did. Well, first off, your idea would have probably stopped him from going up there and doing that poem because Amen. if if he already knows what is your poem, what who are you hurting with this poem right now? Right. But once he says that. He's a liar. He is a liar. Mm-hmm. Just like I said with um, Maya was cheating on her man. If Stan goes and tells Darnell, mm-hmm. fucking say he's a liar. Mm-hmm. You take that shit with you to the grave. I'd be like, who are you going to believe? This this dude, Omar, who has a competition with, with Savada already. He mm-hmm. has a, a history of being competitive with this fucking poetry shit. He's just trying to get a rise out of the crowd. I've never been with this dude. Mm-hmm. And I already told you I'm a virgin, so whatever. Yeah. I would just, that's what I would do. I would lie. Yeah. Especially if there's no proof. Like, fuck it. What? 2003? Bitch. Ain't no social media. How you gonna prove it anyway? <laughs> oh, he ain't say no pictures of me. They ain't no pictures of us. Ain't no pictures. Ain't no pictures. No, no, no face, no case. The fuck? <laughs> no check-ins either. <laughs> we ain't check-in at the same place. Okay. None of that. So that's what I would have did. But Lynn is like, she looking down. He knows. Savad No, This shit is true. She looked mad embarrassed. But let me just talk. Let me talk about some of these lines this dude, this dude says in this poem. <laughs> he said, I thought I was special as I tattooed that already tattooed ass, leaving my name on her inner thigh. But I wasn't special. No room to write my name. Too many signatures already there. So I just left an asterisk next to the letter O. But I doubt if she'll find it within her nameless, faceless alphabet soup of men. Damn, I like the way he says it, like he's rapping. Mm-hmm. Like there should be a beat. Mm-hmm. I like that. That helps it helps me digest it better. Cause this poetry shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that line stuck out to me too. Ugh. It was really aggressive. But that's the last performer for the night, so it's over. He gets off the stage. He goes home. Everyone gets up to leave, and Savad and Lan are still sitting there. And she, the first thing she says is, "Okay." I told you I was celibate because I really want to be with you. He's like, but you told me you're a virgin. And then he goes, how many? Excuse me? Bitch, what? 100%. Why the hell would he ask her that? That's, nah, we ain't together then. He is. I'm done. That is a first red flag of insecurity. Whenever men try to ask how many people you've been with or dated, it's because they feel insecure that they will not measure up. And that makes sense since uh, Lynn was out here fucking and you wasn't for the past five years. Exactly. I recommend getting up and leaving if anyone asks you that. Yeah, don't let men ask you that. And don't answer it either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you guys, why you girls feel, they feel like they have to be honest. honest with these guys. And it's like, these people are strangers. You can tell them whatever the fuck you want to tell them. They not being 100% honest with you. I can guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're lying to you as well. We're all liars. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to break it to people. Like, most people lie, especially when you're first dating. 100%. Like, you don't got to be super honest like that. It ain't. Yeah. You like, got to get down on that level. That's honesty shit. 
Girl, if you don't lie with your chest. <laughs> Belinda's talking about her idea of sex and how she equates sex with freedom. A freedom to let go of my inhibitions and fears. And I believe that the deepest connection possible between two people is through the union of their bodies. My sexuality has been my spirituality. And now I meet you. I don't know what I believe. But she wants to try and be celibate with him? Oh my God. I don't know. Look, Lynn, love is love, right? She said she's trying to be celibate with him, chow. <laughs> I can't. I don't think that's wise. But sure, if you really want to try it out, sure. I can't tell you not to, but I don't see it ending well. I mean, after he had the audacity to ask you how many men you slept with, that's that's a wrap right there. Yeah, it should be a wrap. It, there should be nothing else yeah, to talk about like, at that point. Cut, wrap it up. <laughs> and when she tells him that she wants to try, he's like, you know what that means, right? And she's like, does that mean I can kiss you now? And he goes, yeah. And she kisses him like a peck on the lips, like like a like a grandma kiss. Yeah, that was the church hug, like the kiss version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, wait, I'm celibate. I'm not your brother. <laughs> and then they actually do a grown-ass kiss. Mm-hmm. So tell me about William, a.k.a. Will Knowledge. Well, you know Will Knowledge? To, you heard of that poet? Trying to, trying to be a poetry nigga. And he a lawyer nigga. <laughs> you can't be both. You gotta stay in your lane. You don't see Savad out here trying to represent people in the law <laughs> they don't mix what you thought about this poem he said um it was a no for me <laughs> god i don't want to ever make fun of someone's art i don't ever want to do that because i have seen some tweets where people really like this poem but it was cringe mm-hmm. he said girlfriend friend of girl can i be that to you again you're who i miss Sexy four, sexy four-wheel driving friends. I miss being your fifth wheel. I never felt like a spare. My brain caught a flat trying to run you down. Be my triple A. Tow me back into your lives. I can't survive the impound. <laughs> Forgive this boyfriend for being a no friend, but an ass in the end. The S on this Superman's chest stands for sorry, and I am. I need back inside your super sexy soul sister circle. This Charlie can't fly without his angels. Girlfriend, friend of girl, can I be that to you again? You're who I miss. Girlfriend, friend of girl. That ain't poetry. No. No. It's him saying I the same thing. I love being your twice. fifth wheel. Yeah. Girlfriend, friend of girl. Oh, you thought she was deep? You thought you ate? He thought he ate. He thought he ate that shit up. Left no crumbs. But yeah, oh, all he left was cheese. <laughs> <sighs> but, you know, it's it's a poem written for the girlfriends about how he's so sorry and he misses them and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Wasn't feeling it, but good good thing the girls were because they all hug it out and they're friends again. And everything's back to normal. But it did seem like he was trying to be funny, though. It didn't seem like he was trying to be serious. Mm-hmm. But Joan's in the audience, and she's like, oh, she's clutching her chest like, oh, my God. I wasn't all that. So that is the end of Take This Poem and Call Me in the Morning. 
Next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So, Etsy, could you find an oh hell yes moment from this uh, episode? My oh hell yes moment is Maya pulling through for Joan and acting like she was um <laughs> she was like uh writing the the fake positive reviews oh. for oh boy. That's my oh hell yes moment because niggas still Dang. do that shit now. Oh yeah, I bet I bet the um. When that happens to an actor in real life, like their team gets together and like makes a whole bunch of accounts and stuff, mm-hmm. and they get a burner too, mm-hmm. and just put out some positive shit. <laughs> so my oh hell yes moment is is really small. It's uh, when Savad asks Lynn how many people she has sex with, oh? and she's like, "Hey, I don't have to answer that, okay? And, and I don't have to apologize for who I am or what I've been in the past." I was like. Oh, hell yes. That's what I'm talking about. Because she don't got to answer that. But she still should have got up and left. Yeah. No, she's trying to fuck with him. Like, girl. Mm-mm. That's a no for me. Let me excuse myself. <laughs> I'm never seeing you again. Bye. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. Make sure you go on to wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us five stars. Give us a rating. Give us a review. And let us know how you feel about the show. After this, actually, oh my god, I didn't even tell anybody. We're going to go on a one-week hiatus um, for the mid-season break. So we'll be back in two weeks. Yay! See y'all later! But when we come back, we'll be discussing an episode called Howdy Partner. Mm-hmm. Howdy Partner. Uh, that one ought to be good. We're back at the law, at the law office. We haven't been there uh, talking about law since I don't know when, but get ready for some confusing terms and rhetoric because we're back all right that's it anything you want to 